0: hello to all the peas in our pod and welcome back to part two of our conversation with Alithia from Girl leafy do you have a black thumb
1: are you wondering what the word
0: horticulture means are you a little bit seedy a little shady do you stand in the garden and wonder what the f- am i doing do you look at people's
1: yards and wonder what the f- are they doing
0: If so, this podcast is for you, no matter your gardening experience level. I'm Shannon.
1: And I'm Marcella, two friends who like to laugh and learn our way through life and gardening. Tune in as we interview some awesome people who talk to us about their love for plants, trees,
2: gardens, bugs, and
0: more. Welcome to CD and Shady AF, a sketchy gardening podcast.
2: Talking about saw that my gardening my garden was so terrible he brought over tomato plants that he was growing indoors and brought them to me and said here and I I was just so naive I had no idea and so I had something sprouting up I was like look something's growing he's like no I think that's a weed I mean I do nothing I didn't even have enough soil we made a raised <laughs> bed and we put wood down on the soil and we built the barrier around and we were like yeah and he's like we drilled holes we knew nothing my husband <laughs> and I we tried drilled holes and it, nothing grew nothing grew but what that gentleman gave me but you know you learn you learn from your mistakes it makes you better
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of switching gears a little bit, um, we do have a couple of these fun questions thrown in here. Um, one of the questions we had was which of these movie titles best describes your gardening vibe, fried green tomatoes or attack of the killer tomatoes?
2: <laughs> oh, that was that's that's, oh, wow, that is a funny question. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh, that's a hard one, too. I'm I'm almost kind of like, Two parts. Two no <laughs> both. So fried, I would say fried green tomato because of, you know, the storyline and the trauma. And, you know, there is someone in the story that was terribly ill with cancer. So there's the social worker side of me that's empathic, like, oh no, like I want to help the person. And so um, that's why I think of, you know, fried green tomatoes. And I just have memories of that movie where it just I just remember it being positive. And I like to be a positive person that's kind that's loving and helpful to others so fried green tomatoes but then the attack of the killer tomatoes <laughs> makes me think of me when I go out into the garden it's me me against the animals me against the bugs me against the plants me against the ants and so if the squirrels are running around and trying to attack my vegetables I'm like watch it and so, <laughs> I'll create a little barrier to keep them out if the if there's um insects, the aphids that are trying to attack my plant, then I'm like, okay, it's me and you. So it's me and you. It's me against nature. And <laughs> nature, one thing I'm gonna say is nature's gonna win. Nature's gonna win. I just need to learn how to work with nature. And allow nature just to be nature, because nature is going to win, you know, yeah. and I'm invading the space of nature. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to become more one with it. Yeah. And so that's why sometimes, you know, I kind of think both of them a little bit. <laughs>
1: that is awesome. And I feel like there is a lesson in acceptance, a social work lesson in acceptance um, that you just yeah. shared there. You just have
0: to accept yeah. nature. Accept it. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm still struggling with that part, Marcella, I can tell you. I. <laughs> I actually, my husband oh, okay. was so proud of me. I um, I grew some kale, and I grew like a little barrier, like right in front of the kale. I grew a yes. little pak choi. And so my husband was like, oh, why did you, you know, put the pak choy there? I'm like, because that is for the animals, you know, that's for everybody mm-hmm. else to like enjoy the pak choy. And then yes. I will have my kale and it actually works. So I'm trying to accept it. I'm trying to live one with nature. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, you talked a little bit before about, you know, the, this gardening journey and having the YouTube channel and being able to kind of, you know, meet people all over the world and talk to them about different, you know, things in gardening. And, you know, one thing for me that is, um always really interesting is how every day there's a new beginner and I love that idea about gardening you know like if I think that I was a beginner and then I got a step ahead and then I look and I look out there on these different you know Facebook groups and different ways that you know get in touch with different gardeners and they're all new so every day it's like somebody's beginning and I just love that yes. about gardening because you can always pass these things on. So what, you know, it, and your advice, what would your advice be to a beginning gardener? Somebody who just woke up today and said, hey, I want to garden. How yes. would you advise them?
2: I would I would tell them to start simple. Mm-hmm. Start very simple. And maybe start with definitely a a plant that grows in your zone area so that, you know, that it will have success. Start simple, whether it's a small raised bed, that's four by four size or just something simple or container gardening um, as well is wonderful because not everyone has a backyard and has space, but start simple and grow from that. Because if you start simple, then you really can um, understand what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are some things you need to improve? What do you need to do a little bit different? Um, what you like, you get to learn a lot more about yourself as a gardener and the process. Because really, as a beginner gardener, it's about learning the process, you need to make it through the different seasons. Mm -hmm. I've made it through now a few seasons, three, it's only (laughs) three seasons, but I every year, I've learned a lot more. And the next year, now I know what's coming. Now I know what I want to do for the future. Start simple. Don't complicate it just start simple. And also work the soil. The soil is just as much as important as everything else. If you have great, good, enriched soil, your plants are going to love it. If if you're not taking care mm-hmm. of your soil, your plants will suffer. So that foundation, you have to have a great, good foundation from the beginning.
0: Well, those are those are all really good tips and really good advice. I would add that you know, you're talking about start simple and kind of knowing your soil. Well, you cannot grow two corn, two corn plants. and think you're going to feed your whole neighborhood people. Mm, So that is something that I learned. uh, Yes, (laughs) Thanks. So start simple and do your research. So those are all really great tips. Thank you.
1: Definitely. And you sort of alluded to this a little bit um, in regards to like knowing what zone you live in, um, knowing your soil, but what are some other things to consider when choosing the right plant to begin with?
2: I would suggest to start with a plant. And there are some plants that are easier to grow, you know, like to me, this is, this is really my opinion. Microgreens is very easy to grow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could almost, there has been times where when I was teaching kids, they, they neglected the poor plant. <laughs> And they still got microgreens. Maybe half of the tray was filled, but they still got something, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, microgreens, kale was very easy because I was a beginner gardener and I'm still on a beginner gardener journey, but kale was very easy. And so was lettuce to grow and particularly to grow indoors. That was very simple and um, try not to go for the very exotic fancy type things unless you really understand what it takes to help that plant to grow Mm -hmm. and then consider consider a plant that grows in a shorter time frame for harvest so if you know you live in a zone where your summer months are very very short You would not want to go for seeds that, you know, that would, a plant that would take a hundred, over a hundred and something days to grow. If you do that, you really have to strategically plan it out. If it's cold for a very long time in the beginning, in the springtime, then you may need to cover it up to keep it warm, to protect it from the cold climate so that it can grow and so that you can harvest it. But as a beginner gardener, start with something that might grow within 40, 40, 50 days. So that if you make a mistake, you can try it again. You have time to try it again or fix Mm -hmm. it or change it. Mm -hmm. That's what I would suggest.
0: So when Marcella asked you about plants that are easy to grow, I thought you were going to say zucchini and I was going to start twitching. (laughs) (laughs) Because zucchini is supposed to be something that's apparently, I say apparently because I've never successfully done it, to easily to grow. So that was good answers. <laughs>
2: well, let's just say I tried growing some zucchini and some summer squash the first year. The first year I moved into where I'm where I'm living now, um and it was
0: not successful.
2: It was not yeah. good. You know, the last, sounds- <laughs> it was not.
0: Yeah, I that's why I didn't I, suggest it. I think <laughs> so we we have the same heart. So I uh, I actually grew two zucchini this past fall and let me tell you, I was like I took that zucchini to every neighbor I had, and I was like, "Look at my two yes. zucchini yes. that I've wait I've waited my whole life to grow."
2: <laughs> now, did you plant it from seed or did you buy a start?
0: I plant everything from seed. We we talked about this. Me and Marcela talked about this before. I typically plant everything from seed because I have to see them burst through the soil. I that's oh, my okay. favorite part. And so I typically, yes, I typically grow 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 from seed.
2: Okay. Well, last so, year because my first year with the zucchini was not successful but I had other things that were successful. So this year, I mean, yeah, this past summer, just that just passed, I actually used a start. I said, you know what, I'm going to use a start. And I saw it in the stores. I said, let me just buy the start. Let me try this out. And it was successful. It was wonderful. But next year, because, um, you know, we learn next year, I'm going to start from seed. But what I'll probably do is have a plant. And start from seed and just kind of compare <laughs> and see
0: how to do. No, that's really smart. And so we ta- you talked a little bit about um, how to choose plants for your area. And I think all of those tips were great. You know, definitely do a little bit of research and kind of figure out what grows well in your area. If you live in, you know, north of Canada, you might not want to grow a dragon fruit without a greenhouse, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. These are mm-hmm. the things I have tried to do. Um, yes. So it's a cautionary <laughs> cautionary tale but you know yeah. um <laughs> all those tips <laughs> you heard are great and you know you can also just try to you know be like a little bit of a mad scientist gardening as well yeah um but if what's your favorite plant to grow what do you like to grow specifically do you have a favorite
2: i would say my favorites are microgreens because the turnaround time is very quick and there's a lot of diversity in choices and seeds that you can use and i just i love watching the process Grow over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. so it's very fulfilling. Because when you're when you're growing outdoors, it's I love it as well, but it takes a longer time to be able to see the fruits of your labor. But that's why microgreens is my number one because I see the fruits of my labor very quickly within two weeks, and then I just do it again. My other plant is growing Swiss chard. I love growing any kind of leafy greens, pretty much outdoors or indoors. I love the color of the greens. I love eating it. I eat greens. Every day, um, that's what I love to actually eat for breakfast or for lunch. I'll eat a lot of greens or Swiss chard and I eat it at the, actually both cooked or uncooked, but I prefer eating it uncooked and I throw uh, fruits on it and I eat it almost like a, a fruit salad type thing. Oh, nice. So that way I'm getting the iron, I'm getting I'm getting the nutrition I need from the greens, but I'm also getting fruits. And so I'll do that um, daily daily. And then, so yeah, leafy greens and microgreens are, I would say are my favorite because I get a lot of use out of it. And then turnips, I I realized this year when I grew turnips for the first time, I love turnips. I love the color. I love the, even the bitter taste that you get in it. And you can kind of tone down the bitter taste, but I, I enjoyed that this summer actually a lot. It's beautiful to look at.
0: Yes, leafy greens are are always quite fun. I I have always kind of stayed away from them. And I will tell you why. Because I do not like slugs or snails or caterpillars. And so when I was first gardening, I would read, oh, you know, caterpillars like uh slugs and snails like lettuce. And I was like, no, they lost me at slugs and snails. I was like never. <laughs> But this year I'm trying, so we'll see. Marcella, what would be your favorite thing to grow?
1: Uh, I don't know. I really like the idea of the microgreens because um, kind of like Alethea was saying, and, and Shannon, as you've said a, a couple times, just the the quick return on investment. I think it would be so encouraging, especially as a beginner, to see, okay, like I can do this. Like this is working. Like that it's possible for for something to grow I also really like cilantro, so I would love to be able to grow my own cilantro and like parsley. I love those flavors. But yeah, I think to begin, it probably have to be the microgreen.
0: Very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're gonna
0: I'm a, I'm gonna. I'm gonna send you some microgreens that I have in my house. Please so I'm do, house nice. somebody <laughs>
2: help me because I can't keep anything alive. <laughs> it's simple and there's a lot of videos online. Of course I have videos as well, but there's a lot of resources online and uh, just utilize them and, and do the research. I do have a video with a step-by-step process for for my, growing microgreens. It was actually, was that one of my, that was one of my first videos, oh, wow. actually. And um, so check it out. It can okay. show you step-by-step each day throughout the process, but I think that you'll enjoy it and you'll yeah. get the hang of it and mm-hmm. you'll enjoy it. Yeah. What about you, Shannon?
1: Do you have a plant that you prefer to grow
0: you know how i am and so <laughs> with that said i think my favorite my favorite thing to actually grow right now is probably peppers and tomatoes and i think i did mm. so badly on tomatoes the first time i grew them But I love tomatoes and I love peppers. Tomatoes because there's so many heirloom varieties of them. Mm. And I love just wacky stuff. And so you can get black tomatoes, purple tomatoes, Mm. tomatoes that are, you know, Mm. tricolor, bicolor, elongated, round, you know, big, small. So I love that. But I also really like to try and grow passion fruit and things that do not grow in my 8B. And banana plants, and you know, so nice. I, all those' Although you're tropicals. in
2: a warm zone. I nice. am in a warm
0: zone, but it's not warm enough for my banana plant, apparently, because he's wearing a sweater outside right <laughs> as we speak.
2: Do the tomatoes <laughs> make it into your home, or do you eat them?
3: Hi there. Seed in the shade here with some interesting facts about tomatoes. Tomatoes' scientific name is Solanum lycopersicum and is a member of the Solanaceae family. This family also includes other commonly used vegetables, like potatoes, peppers, and many others. Tomatoes originated from South America and were not introduced to Europe until after the Spanish conquest and colonization during the 16th century. The first tomatoes introduced into Europe are thought to have been yellow. Evidence of this lies in the Italian word for tomato, pomodoro. Pomo, meaning apple, and doro, meaning of gold. Many European countries resisted introducing tomatoes and other vegetables from the New World because they were not mentioned in the Bible. Among other nutrients, tomatoes are the richest source of lycopene available to us naturally. Lycopene is a very powerful antioxidant and has been shown to be very effective in the prevention of prostate cancer in men. So, despite what the Bible says, let's keep eating those golden apples. Until next time.
2: Or do you eat them outside? Like the tomatoes don't make it indoors for me. I eat them as I'm working outside. You know, I cherry tomatoes in particular, a little bit. Yes,
0: yes. I had, so my new thing, so another new thing, Marcella, to answer your question is my new things, I am fascinated by anything that's micro, right? So if it's a small Mm. baby, anything, if it has baby in the title, I want to get it. So I'm really fascinated with micro micro dwarf tomatoes. So there are normal size tomatoes. Tomatoes can, tomato plants can get six feet tall, 10 feet, they can get giant dwarf tomato gets about three feet, four feet tall. A micro dwarf will get maybe they're eight inches tall, 18 inches Mm -hmm. tall. So the best producer I had all summer was a three little micro dwarfs that I had that were about 10 inches tall. And I got a million tomatoes. And so my neighbor's kid would come over Mm -hmm. and eat them straight off the plant. So, you know, they didn't, they didn't make it inside. So
1: (laughs) that's really cool. So Alethea, another question we had for you was, what would you say is a gardening success so big that gave you confidence
2: and kind of let you know, okay, I can do this. This is the right choice for me. I would say when I grew my first winter squashes, because to me, growing something like that, that I normally would go to the store and buy was just amazing. Yeah. Just seeing that I was so excited to see it. I I was very excited. And um, it was a butternut. It was butternut squash. And then the burger squash as well. But I was just impressed with the squash and spaghetti, spaghetti squash. It was those three mm-hmm. squashes. There wasn't that, you know, those that first year that I started growing the squash. It would have been in my year two. There was not a lot of squash that came out on the plant, of course, because I'm still, you know, I was learning, Mm -hmm. but it didn't matter. It was the fact that the one or the two grew and it tasted Mm -hmm. so good sold me. I was sold.
1: (laughs) <laughs> could nobody tell you nothing. <laughs>
0: tell nothing. Is, it, is that amazing feeling though to like grow something? You're like, I saw this in the grocery store, you know? Yes. <laughs> it's like
2: yes. it I was impressed. <laughs> I was impressed. And then to taste the difference from the grocery store mm-hmm. from home, I mean, it was just much more tender. It was just sweeter. A lot of the times with the winter squashes, they're so hard to cut. Mm-hmm. For me, like just so hard to cut. But The ones that I grew at home were so much easier to cut through. So I was just really impressed with that.
0: And I think it's hard when people grow their, we start growing their own vegetables and growing their own food. And then they go and they try to have it in the grocery store and it just doesn't even appear. Like, you know, I never knew, I never knew this many tomatoes existed. I felt like I got gypped my whole life. (laughs) And and, you you didn't know that a tomato could be shaped, you know, like a heart or, you know, or a tomato could taste as good as they do. So yes, I totally understand.
1: (laughs) I feel like it's the taste of being proud of yourself. (laughs) <laughs> for like growing something,
0: <laughs> Marcella, I love that. I love that. So, Olivia, <laughs> nice. can you tell us a little bit? So, you talked about kind of your gardening zone and um, kind of the things that you're growing. I think you said you're you're building like a 200 square foot enclosure. So, you have a pretty big space. What is kind of like your your gardening space like?
2: My gardening space, I would. Well, it's 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 a space that is evolving, so it's growing. Uh, for the past couple of years, I was growing in a 200 square foot space, so it's a um, 10 by 20 space. I have six four by four raised beds in there, so I am doing the exact same thing in the second enclosure. Because that's what I have time to do. Because it's just me. <laughs> Gardening's not my full-time job, you know. This <laughs> it's something that I do. I I work, you know. I work full-time, so I need to be able to maintain what I have. So I believe yeah. that I can maintain um, these two, this 400 now, 400 square foot space. And then outside of that, I have an area that I'm going to be designating for growing fruit trees that grow in my zone, like apples and. I'm not sure yet what I'm gonna be growing, but for sure, definitely apples and um, blueberries and raspberries, and I would like to grow some grapes. So I want to have an orchard as well and then and then start growing even some watermelons and just some other melons and some other fruits. So that's gonna be another phase. So mm. right now I'm working on the garden phase of this other this two hundred square foot and then the next phase, My goal is next year in the fall is to start planting some trees and the raspberries and, and blueberries and starting that phase for the orchard. I, my space, I actually, let me give you a little, little story on this. I was actually, when we moved, we moved to this home where we're at right now. We moved here during COVID. So it was 2020 in the fall, but Our goal was to try and move on all this acreage and lots of land and move out to the country and, you know, that kind of thing. But we ended up here, and I know we ended up here for a reason, because this land where we are, we are sitting on about three quarters of an acre. And I wasn't sure if it was going to be big enough for what I wanted to do, but it's been perfect because Mm -hmm. I'm able to manage the space that I have. It's not too big, too much too overwhelming. It's just enough space. And there's so much work that goes into gardening. I would rather master what I could do here with what I have and then branch out further from that. Yeah. So the growing, the actual perimeter of the growing space is probably like zero, 0. 0.25 in space.
0: That sounds like an amazing space. I mean, it's, it's just like, like a, just a, enough. You know what you full like Full-size backyard. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that.
1: Yeah. And I just everything that you talk about, you just seem so purpose driven. It's so, it's so cool to hear, like, you're able to Thank kind you. of connect, this connects back to, you know, your, your purpose. And, um, you know, you find how all these pieces fit into your purpose. So I'm, this, this is just so cool. I've so enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Me
2: too. I've enjoyed it as well.
1: What is a misconception about growing your own food that you want to dispel here today?
2: My number one response or answer to that would be that you have to have a green thumb, okay. that is false. You do not have to have a green thumb to learn how to grow. You just need to learn the skill. Anyone can learn how to grow. I did not have a green thumb. People, um, in my, after my first year, when they started seeing what I was growing, they're like, oh, wow, you have a green thumb. And it, to hear that, you know, I chuckle because I did not have a green thumb. I could not grow anything, I knew nothing. So that's a misconception. A lot of people are afraid because they think, oh, I kill everything. I don't have a green thumb. But it's definitely possible for anyone to grow. You just have to learn a skill. That's all it is. It's a skill that's developed. That reminds me
1: of when I shared with family that um, at me and a friend were going to start a gardening podcast. I had the opposite reaction from people. They were like, you don't have a green thumb, though. What are you going to talk about on this gardening podcast? <laughs>
0: it's funny because even my kids I said you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get Marcella to be my co-host and my kids was like does Marcella know about plants I was like no it's perfect it's perfect
2: love that well that's you know and that's how I felt even with starting the social media platforms that I have Mm -hmm. you know and I was doing a lot of introspection you know and and even doubting myself like I'm not how am I gonna do this who's gonna believe me these people are going to realize, oh, she's fake. She doesn't know anything about gardening. I And so I just want to be transparent with people from the beginning. I am a beginner gardener. I was a beginner gardener. I'm learning how to do this. And I'm just sharing a passion. And I'm a determined person. And when I'm determined, I, when I have my mindset on, on doing something, I'm focused and I will do it. And so I just want anyone that is even thinking about it, that has interest, but they doubt themselves, don't doubt yourself just wrap yourself around maybe with some other support systems with other people that may be experienced. And that's what I started doing things like that. I started wrapping myself around other people who were way ahead in the gardening journey. They understood it. They knew how to grow. And I would call and ask questions. I would. I actually went to um, a local farm that has a class on you know, there was a class on garden. I went to one or two sessions and I spent time there just meeting other people because I, I realized that I needed to get around other people who were doing the same thing. And you learn from others. Hmm. So it's definitely possible for anyone to learn how to garden. That's so, very encouraging.
0: Could, yes. Could you tell us a little bit like what, what veggie or herb that's in your garden right now that you most identify with and why?
2: That I most identify veggie or herb. Right now, I would say is the lemongrass is the lemongrass. I've been making a lot of videos about the lemongrass. I love lemongrass and it tastes so, have you, have either one of you ever tried lemongrass or lemongrass tea? Yes. You have.
0: When I was living in Asia, they have a lot of lemongrass kind of everywhere that I went. So I've had a lot of lemongrass. Yes.
2: Yes. I identify with that a lot because, um, it just, it just, it, I love the way the plant just grows. It's beautiful. It, I had a very big, tall, um, what would you call it? Area of lemongrass that grew. And it was about five feet tall. It was taller than no. me. It was very large. And I bought, Um, I actually bought it. It wasn't, I didn't grow it from seed. Um, I wasn't able to find the seeds at the time when I was trying to plant it. And I nor was I able to even find the plant, but I finally did find one big box store that had a, a lemongrass. And I said, let me try this. And I loved it. And so I make teas with it. I drink it daily. It's very comforting. It's very relaxing. Mm-hmm. And actually what I do is I, I have been bringing it to my work, to my job and sharing it with others and other people who want something that's comforting. And so I've been making tea at work for my coworkers um, sometimes. And then also as a Christmas gift, I gave um, some people, I gave them tea as well that's one that I identify with, I would say, the most so far. And, and then also another one was Thai basil. Ah. I love the taste of Thai basil, and I love teas. And so I, had, I was growing Thai basil indoors, and when it dried out, I made basically, I, sh- I shredded it down and dried it out, and I've been drinking Thai basil tea as well, and it's very tasty.
0: I'm sure your coworkers and people around you are really happy about the lemongrass tea because I would be ecstatic. They are <laughs> yes.
2: so happy. And they yes. ask me, they're like, are you bringing lemon for me? Lemongrass tea? I'm like, yes, I am.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and talk they about that, that quality of comforting. You mentioned it being very comforting and I can see that coming from you as well. So this Thank you. whole conversation has just been so good for the for the soul so we appreciate everything that you were able to share with us today and all the important work you're doing not just as a as a therapist as a social worker but you know in the garden and everything that you're sharing the knowledge that you're sharing and the encouragement that you're giving people who want to start this so thank you and um for our final
2: question where can listeners
1: follow you
2: yes well, they can follow me on YouTube. Uh, if they, if you type in Grow Leafy, that's G R O. There's no W, so G R O L E A F Y. Grow Leafy, and you can find me on YouTube, on TikTok, and on Facebook as well. You can follow me on Facebook on any of those platforms. Just put in their um, the platform name so youtube slash grow leafy and do the same for tiktok and facebook and you can find me there
0: awesome we will definitely put that information in the show notes so people know where to follow you and we can definitely follow the journey of uh your new your new space and everything that's coming up in, the, in the next year i'm so excited so thank, thank you very you much for being so on the much. show today
2: thank you for having me on the show thank you for reaching out to me it was a pleasure meeting you.
0: this has been the cd and shady af podcast Thanks to all the peas in our pod for listening. We believe
1: in you and we believe in your plant.
0: Follow us for more shenanigans on Instagram at Seedy and Shady Pod.
1: Until next time, stay seedy, stay shady.
0: And remember, sketchy gardening is still gardening.